Hello, this is Vin Peterson. Welcome to Politics Weekly. And today we're going to be talking about a lot of news. Um, we're going to start with the news is that Roe v. Wade is officially overturned. Um, I'm not particularly happy about this issue, and like 70% of Americans probably aren't happy about it. But it, um, but what thing could happen is that it could create a bit of a backlash for mid in the midterm elections. Uh, since the Republicans don't poll very well on Roe v. Wade and they're trying to focus on other issues like gas prices and kitchen table issues like that. But um, one thing that will be going on is that Roe v. Wade being overturned could potentially influence the midterms, could potentially galvanize the Democratic base significantly. Um that's the question about whether or not it will galvanize the Democratic base or would, would it turn off independence from the GOP or what would be the political implications? That would be interesting to find out. Um, recently, there, um, yep, Arizona has a trigger law, meaning that the state will automatically ban abortions. It's been in law since the 1900s. It's just never been enforced since Roe v. Wade. Yep, and it's probably going to go into effect, I think, within 25 days is how long it takes a Supreme Court decision to go into effect. So pretty soon it will be illegal, except in cases of rape, in, um, no, except in cases of the life of the mother. It will still be illegal in cases of rape and incest, but there will be life of the mother exception. Nevada, uh, California, and Colorado have all codified Roe v. Wade into law. So I bet they're going to see a surge in abortion rates as um, people try to go to those places where it's much easier to access them. I know in Texas, for example, after they banned abortions almost completely, um, they Colorado seen their abortion rate go to a 12-year high, but abortions in state in Colorado are actually declining. But out-of-state abortions are up significantly, according to the state health department. So that's going to be interesting, is that you just can't stop it. They're either going to go to other places. Then another question is that if there is a Republican in the White House and Republicans control both, both houses of Congress, there could be a possibility of a national abortion ban. And, yep, well, I'm not sure how that would go. Recently, Speaker... Uh, Recently, Speaker Bowers um, testified on the January 6th committee about um, Trump. He got a phone call, I think, from Rudy Giuliani claiming that there were 200,000 illegal immigrants voting in Arizona and 6,000 deceased people voting. He asked for evidence of that. Um, he told the committee that Giuliani did not provide him any evidence of that. And he also said that um, he's been receiving threats outside of his home. I think a man walked with outside of his home with a pistol for his refusal to overturn the election results of 2020. And also, that was a big deal. Um, so yeah, the Speaker Bowers has testified. And by the way, he's a very conservative person. I don't agree with any of his policies whatsoever. But he did uh, he did refuse to overturn the election of 2020. And it, and it makes Trump calling him a rhino all of a sudden, or a Republican in name only. And that's been a recent theme of wrong Republicans is rhinos or Republican in name only. Just look at Eric Gretton's most recent ad, if you're curious. Um, me, recently, um, that brings on to another topic, is that Democrats are 
doing a bit of a gamble on a risky strategy, I think. For example, I think Josh Shapiro, um, the gov- the the Democratic governor nominee, um, he ran ads promoting their right-wing extremist Doug Mastriano for governor, and he did eventually win the nomination. He ran ads promoting him during the primary because he was uncontested in order to run up an extremist. So in theory, they would just have to, so even Republicans and independents would just have to vote for the lesser of two evils because you, they would be so ticked off by that extreme candidate. And this is the last, and I think there's a few other places that are attempting it. I think Illinois' governor is trying to attempt this. The Democratic governor in Illinois is trying to attempt this. And I think Nancy Pelosi did an ad buy in several uh, congressional races. So we're going to see how this works out. But one thing is that this strategy has been attempted once in 2012 when then-Senator Claire McCaskill of Missouri um, was running in a reddish state during 2012, and she ran ads promoting a far-right congressman named Todd Aiken, who infamously made those comments about legitimate rape. Um, And her bet paid off about running ads for the right-wing congressman. She eventually won her re-election by 15 points, believe it or not. But there's a lot less split-ticket voting than in 2012, so it seems like a much riskier strategy today. And also, another thing is that six years later, she lost her election re-election bid to Josh Hawley, a person who's arguably uh, more right-wing than Todd Aiken, um, depending on who you ask. So that's going to be interesting. So we'll see how this strategy plays out in the midterms. Um, another primary election happened in Nevada where um, an election denier won the race to be uh, Secretary of State. Um so he's going to, an election denier is going to be running the elections, basically, which is interest, which is ironic to believe. I think Arizona Mark Fincham is running for secretary of state because, and he participated in the January 6th riot, though he denies entering the building. Um, so we're going to see how that plays out um, with Arizona. Yeah, with the bets. And, you know, when Jim Marchant, I think, he has a possibility of winning in Nevada, and Nevada is not a solid blue state, and suspected and historical midterm precedent always goes against the party in power. So we're going to see about that. Um, there's a possibility that he could become the next Secretary of State of Nevada, and he could be running the elections, and I think he's promised to do things like eliminate all voting machines, for example, and I think he even lost a court battle in 2020 to overturn a loss in a congressional race. And Mark Fincham, I think, seems to be the Republican front runner in Arizona, a QAnon supporter, a member of the Oath Keepers, and I mentioned about his January 6th attendance. And I think he's had similar plans about, like, eliminating all voting machines, attempting to decertify the election results. So, yes. And I think Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania, he got he's an election denier, and he actually organized bus rides to the uh, January 6th riot and supports QAnon. But one thing is that in Pennsylvania, the Secretary of State is not elected. It's appointed by the governor. And Doug Mastriano, if he becomes the governor, theoretically, he might appoint an election-denying Secretary of State. And I think he already had some clues that whoever he nominates for Secretary of State will, in fact, be requiring, um, would scrap the voter registration database in Pennsylvania and require every single voter to re-register to vote. And I think that's just crazy. 
Um, that would be a huge inconvenience for millions of people who are voting in Pennsylvania, to say the least. Um, and that's all I have to, uh, to speak about today. Um, and nothing much going on other than those events that I talked about. Um, um, all right. Peace out and stay above the noise. Goodbye.